The presenting sponsor for this episode of the Autism Dad podcast is Mightier. Okay, so I want to take a minute and talk about Mightier. Mightier is a clinically proven mobile gaming app which was developed at Boston Children's Hospital. It's already helped more than 100,000 kids, including my crew here at home. Now, if you're a longtime listener, you know that I'm very big into anything that empowers parents, and that's one of the things that's so great about Mightier. It empowers both parents and kids, and it's all done through play. So how does it work? Great question. Kids play on a tablet or a phone while wearing a heart rate monitor, and Mightier incorporates breathing exercises and other proven calming techniques as part of the game. Kids get to see when it's time to cool down, and they learn how to do it themselves, and parents get to track their progress. With time, those calming skills become muscle memory. All it takes is 15 minutes a day, three days a week, and 87% of parents see improvement inside of 90 days. That's amazing. So check out Mightier.com to learn more about the science behind Mightier and how it works. That's M-I-G-H-T-I-E-R.com and use the promo code THEAUTISMDAD to save 10%. Welcome to the Autism Dead Podcast. I'm Rob Gorski, and I have the most amazing guest for you guys today. It's none other than the amazing Dr. Temple Grandin. And if you're wondering, how did I get the amazing Dr. Temple Grandin? I'm going to tell you. Okay, so sit tight. Uh, At the end of April, I was invited down to the National Converge Autism Summit. It's put on by Springbrook Autism Behavioral Health in Greenville, South Carolina. They asked me to come down and help do some promotional things for the event, social media stuff, marketing stuff blogging and podcasting stuff, right? Part of that was exclusive access to the keynote speakers and staff of the Springbrook facility as well. One of those keynote speakers was Dr. Temple Grandin, and I got to spend an extensive amount of time with her, and we had a really good conversation about helping autistic kids transition to adulthood, find employment, uh, navigating things like sensory issues. I mean, it was a really good conversation to help parents better understand and, uh, help their kids to navigate life. Um, Dr. Grandin is very passionate about helping autistic kids and educating parents. She so freely gave of her time. I am so grateful for that. I'm so excited for you guys to check this out. So I'm just gonna go ahead and stop talking now and I'll pick up with the recording. This was recorded on April 29th. So without further ado, Dr. Temple Grandin. Thank you so much for for joining me today i really appreciate it we were starting to talk about uh sensory stuff and uh, we were talking about how i've had a lot of help from autistic adults in the community to help me better understand my three kids who are struggling with sensory issues well i was um, asking you where the uh, autistic adults were the most helpful and you were saying was sensory sensory stuff and i would totally agree with that i have a certain amount of sensory stuff uh when i was a child i couldn't tolerate certain loud noise Mm-hmm. Um, that was a real problem. I still have to have a hard time sometimes buying pants that don't itch. Mm. That's especially an issue if I'm on an airplane. And another problem that I have in noisy environments, I can't hear conversations. Just uh, I'm basically much. kind of functionally deaf. Really? And and I okay. So how do I work in noisy places? You know, like meat plants. Well, I would just say let's step outside and do the conversation. Okay. Because I just can't hear when there's background noise. My youngest, he lives in sweatpants is his like comfort thing. How can parents help to better understand? There, there are some sensory things we're going to have to do something about. Or let's start with some of the touch stuff. Um, okay, if, when I change from one kind of pants to the other, 
uh, there's a certain amount of adaptation I can do. Okay. So you don't have to live in sweatpants. But there's then there's a point where certain khakis itch, some of the cheap ones. Yeah. And that's just not going to work. But what we need to be doing to get out of sweatpants is find another pair of pants that they can tolerate, and it may take some time to tolerate them. And then those just become your pants. Mm-hmm. You see, this is where changing the type of clothing is often a problem. I can remember in the summer wearing shorts and then having a hard time switching to long pants. Now I just wear long pants all the time. Yeah. And my work clothes and my good clothes feel the same. Okay. Um, but, you know, let him get, have some choice of picking, of picking out what he... Uh, and then it takes wear. some time for them to adjust and then there's some things they will not be able to adjust to like itchy wool there's no way i'm going to adjust to that okay but some stuff they can adjust to okay and then you find something that looks decent that they can wear now for women there's those leggings Um, i really like those i have no problems wearing those all the time you just would get them in different colors and and wear those um you know we need to find some solutions to these problems i heard about a a um, young man who got fired from a bookstore because he wouldn't wear a tie. Well, just get this collar on the shirt a size too big, and you won't even feel the tie. Okay. You see, as a visual thinker, I'm thinking of a way to solve that problem. Another problem you can have, and not everybody on the spectrum has it, is flicker in fluorescent lights, which are being phased out. Oh, yeah. And cheap LED lights. Yep. And that it gets into the it-has-to-be-fixed uh, category. Yeah, they, they pulsate. That's the problem. Yeah. And these are the same kids that when they go to read, they might complain about the print jiggling on the page. Okay. Now, I'm going to guess that maybe 20%, 15% of people with autism have this visual problem. I don't have it. But I had a student that had this problem. And she'd get in certain classrooms, and she would just kind of space out. And looking at accommodations you might have to make in an office. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you can fix it by getting over by a window. Or you could change the LED lights that are near that desk. But this is in the it-must-be-fixed category for certain people. Okay. And then problems like loud noise. Uh, there's some kids that got over a fear of things like hair dryers and vacuum cleaners by letting the kid run the vacuum cleaner where they control it. They control it and turn it on. Okay. And then sometimes they can get better at tolerating things. So do you feel like it's okay to challenge our kids to, um, because as I, I spoke, we spoke earlier while we were looking at your books and I, I have three autistic kids and I have always thought that um, challenging them without pushing them too far. No, that's right. That's what I call know their limits. Yeah, know their limits and then challenge them so that they can grow. Well, that's right. No, that's absolutely right. And uh, one of the problems with sound sensitivity is wearing headphones all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, the sound sensitivity will worsen. But sometimes what works is you can have the headphone with you all the time. Have it with you, but try not to wear it. Okay. But you got it with you. See, this element of control is really important. But then there's other places where I simply can't hear in noisy restaurants, and there's a kind of high-speed chit-chat conversation that a lot of people do, they're having such a good time, I can't follow it. I just don't have the processing speed to follow it. So what happens to me at a party is I'll pick out one person and talk to them, then I'll go over and pick out somebody else and talk to them. Because these, you know, maybe five-way chit-chat conversations, I interrupt, I can't, my processor speed is too slow to get the timing right. Okay. And so you just find ways to adapt. 
That's right. You find ways to adapt without getting completely stressed out. Okay. And there's certain jobs I'd want to avoid. A busy takeout window. Too much multitasking. Yeah. Now, another thing that's a problem is I was just talking to some uh, parents the other day. Their, their boy was supposed to take clean golf carts and pick up golf balls. Okay. And he didn't remember the, the, the sequence of things he was supposed to do. Mm. Give him a pilot's checklist. Just bullet points. Step one, step two, step three. Simple pilot's checklist. Because I cannot remember long strings of verbal instruction. Okay. And that's a very, very simple, simple accommodation. See, people say, well, I need accommodations. I want to get a lot more specific. Okay, I have the problem with the lighting. Um, they would be like this room here had lighting that flickered there's gonna be people that will not be able to work in this room it has no windows right in this convention center mm -hmm. the problem with uh you know noise some people need to have some breaks but i'm also trying to figure out how to how to fix things in a simple way like i was talking to some parents their boy had worked in an ice cream shop and he didn't like scooping ice cream because his hand got cold i said okay. get a glove okay i immediately um, saw a solution to that and the necktie thing you yeah. lost a job at a bookstore because you wouldn't wear a necktie. Just get a shirt that's got a collar that's one size too big. You won't even feel the necktie. You see, that's a, a simple thing to do. Also, wearing soft T-shirts under other clothes can be really helpful. So we do you think we overthink things a lot? Well, there's a tendency to talk about, I need accommodations. Where I want to get very specific. Uh, the pilot's checklist for tasks involving sequence is really important okay. and the multitasking okay there's certain jobs i completely want to avoid such as a crazy busy takeout window a, um, a store at christmas time that's chaotic oh yeah there was one person that was doing very well at an amazon warehouse very well for three months pandemic came the warehouse turned into chaos when the pandemic started and uh, they they couldn't do the job but that but the pandemic made that warehouse completely crazy the other thing that I wanted to ask you was, uh, we were talking a little bit ago about my my oldest who's transitioning to adulthood, and you had asked me if he had uh, a job yet, and and he doesn't, and we're we're looking for job training and stuff like that. All right, that. how old is he? Twenty two. He's twenty two. All right, let's talk about the different kinds of minds okay. and the kinds of jobs different kinds of minds can do. I'm what's called an object visualizer. Okay. Can't do higher math. Had to be tutored, tutored, tutored in statistics. Can't do algebra. I managed to get out of it. <laughs> but my kind of mind is good at art, photography, animals, and mechanics. Yeah. My kind of mind, art and mechanics actually go together. And some of the people that are object visualizers like me that are addicted to video games, mm -hmm. car mechanics. There has been four successful young adults weaned off of video games with car mechanics. Really? And the young adults found that the car mechanics was more interesting than the video games. Now, shelving groceries is not more interesting. You're not going to replace a video game with shelving groceries. Right. With something like car mechanics. Now, I worked with a lot of people out in industry. Uh, that weird guy in the shop that could build anything. Yeah. And I look back on, on the people I've worked with on installing complicated equipment. 20% of them were undiagnosed autistic, ADHD, or dyslexic. And you know what? They're not getting replaced. And right now, I've got plants, you know, cattle have gotten bigger. I've got a piece of equipment where we're going to, the adjustments no longer uh, can be adjusted anymore. And we're going to have to widen it. I'm going to be back out on the plant floor fixing some of this stuff. 
they're going to be pulling the retirees out of the you know wherever they're at. And the thing that's really bad is the people I worked with are not getting replaced. They're playing video games in the basement. And one of the reasons why I put so much emphasis on career is because that's what makes life worthwhile. Okay, I've done things to improve the, the cattle industry. So my kind of mind, going back to the kinds of minds, the visual thinkers, and the, uh, then you have the mathematics thinkers. This is the pattern thinker. They don't think in pictures. They think in patterns. These are your music and math minds, your programmers, and your university degreed engineers. And then you've got your word thinkers. So, and I get asked all the time, how do I figure out what kind of a thinker the kid is? Video game addicts are probably going to be visual thinkers. I'm going to address, there's been four successes with car mechanics. One of the guys is fixing trains now. The railroad loves them. Very, very cool. And then your mathematicians, they're working all over Silicon Valley uh, doing coding. Yeah, programming. But somebody has to expose these kids to coding. And that's not happening. People get so locked into the label, they can't imagine that their kid can do anything. That's so true. My oldest... Uh, who's 22, we were told when he was growing up that he would never do this or do that or do uh, all those things. Uh, I don't want to hear that. And and he is doing amazing, like absolutely amazing. And uh, I always say like every time I think I couldn't be prouder of my kids, they always prove me wrong, you know, because they do something that just blows my mind and they do something that uh, maybe they thought they'd never be able to do or they overcome an obstacle or they find a way around it. You know, because they just never quit. They never give up. Well, well the thing is, is that uh, these different kinds of minds exist. And w people wouldn't think that art and photography and mechanics go together, but they do. Then the mathematicians, it's a more abstract kind of visualization. In fact, I've got a new book coming out that's in galley proof right now called Visual Thinking, uh, the hidden talents of people who think in pictures, patterns, and, and abstractions. That's my youngest. And I want to see people get into good career. Because I just recently saw a Zoom call, and there was a man on there in his 40s, visual thinker like me. He's become a professional photographer. And when I listened to him talk about that, he's like so happy, just so happy. And, and the people that I worked with, some of them had owned large shops. There's a guy who stutters, ADHD, dyslexic, rotten student took a single welding class, has a giant shop, 20 patents, selling his stuff around the world. See, this is one of the things that kind of makes me want to pull my hair out as I go back and forth between the autism world and the industrial and the livestock world. Mm -hmm. We need these people, fix factories and stuff. And the industry is about tearing their hair out right now. I um, just was on in a limo with a retired tire factory manager and uh, we discussed this problem they had the same problem with the tire factory this episode of the autism dad podcast is brought to you by my friends attracto attracto is a free app that's all about empowering parents to better understand and meet the unique needs of their kids with autism adhd or anxiety attracto does this by easily allowing for the collaborative tracking of behaviors over time parents can invite teachers or anyone else they want to help document behavioral changes being able to document behaviors in real time prevents having to pull from memory later on making it a more accurate and reliable source of information Tracking things like sleep patterns, medication-related behavioral changes, behaviors in the classroom, or anything else that parents of these amazing kiddos need to keep an eye on can be challenging. Simply put, Tracto makes it easy. All tracking and collaboration functions of this app are completely free of charge. 
They also offer affordable online courses taught by leading experts if you're interested in learning some new parenting skills, for example. They're short videos that will teach you new parenting approaches and help you gain more insight into your child. You can find more information about Tracto by visiting tracto.app. That's T-R-A-C-T-O dot app. You can also check out the Google Play or the Apple App Store and use the code the Autism Dad at checkout to save 40% off of your online course order. This episode of the Autism Dead podcast is brought to you by Z-Pods. Z-Pods is excited to announce the creation of its Made in the USA capsule bed. Z-Pods works with autistic children nationwide to help them get better sleep in a bed that surrounds them in a sensory-friendly environment. Many Z-Pods owners have reported that both they and their children are sleeping better because of Z-Pods. These amazing sensory-friendly beds are on sale at more than 40% off with free shipping until June. To learn more and ask about programs in your state that can help you get one for your child, visit zpods.tech. That's Z-P-O-D-S dot T-E-C-H. Do you have any advice for parents who are trying to help their kids to find a job? All right, let's start off. Okay, yours is 22, but let's start off with the kids in the pipeline. I want to start teaching job skills young. Okay. There's all kinds of grandparents that discover they're autistic when the kids are diagnosed. Mm -hmm. But that grandparent had a paper route. So we've got to find substitutes of paper routes. Things like church volunteer job, uh, farmer's market volunteer job, volunteering in an old folks' home, something where you're doing something on a schedule and somebody outside the family is the boss. That's really important. For accountability. Somebody outside the family has to be the boss or even walking somebody else's dog. Mm -hmm. So you've got to be accountable to somebody outside the family. Instant illegal, we need to get them in the marketplace. And I want to avoid the crazy multitasking, crazy takeout window. I want to avoid that. And then the pilot's checklist for anything involving a sequence. They I, do not remember blah, 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 that verbal instructions. Right. I, I'm, I'm 43 years old and I was just um, going through a process of being diagnosed with ADHD myself. And I have found the checklist to be one of the most amazing things <laughs> that really helps me to uh, keep on task. But it's so simple. The checklist. I, I, I know. It's so simple. And if there's a boss at some company that walks and can say, I was on a plane this morning and my pilot had to do a checklist whether he wants to or not, it is required. And it's also a very simple accommodation. I, you see, people get say, well, I have all these accommodations. Well, let's explain some of the very simple accommodations. The pilot's checklist is a piece of paper. Yeah. Just, and you, and you, did, you make it like bullet points to just jog the memory mm -hmm. or the steps. Of and then you can check things off as your, I, I, like for me when I do it, they're checklists and I, I check them off as I go so that I, I move from one task That's right. to the other. And it's a very, very simple accommodation. And we have a tendency to overgeneralize, you see, and then HR people and people at businesses go, well, that accommodation is going to be way too complicated. It's a piece of paper. <laughs> well, it's a simple accommodation. And I've seen problems where somebody on the spectrum's had a good job and then they changed bosses. Oh. That can sometimes really be a problem. But I also see too many parents that won't let go to let their kid learn the most basic stuff like shopping, yeah. ordering food at the fast food place, basic skills, 16-year-olds that have never gone shopping by themselves. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I think parents were overprotective and we're afraid to let our kids go out into the world because the world could be an unforgiving place. 
I was one of those parents until probably the last couple of years. And I realized that just like any other kid, my kids need to have those experiences where they fail or they fall down. And, and they, it's how they learn to get back up. That's how they learn to do these things on their own. Well, the other thing that I think is one of the worst things that's happened in schools is taking out hands-on classes. If I had an art, sewing, and woodworking, I would have hated elementary school. Um, taking out all the shop classes is really bad because I worked with people out in industry that own big shops, own them, that were saved by a single welding class. Now, I'm not saying welding's for everybody, but... We have a serious skill loss right now in the U.S. And taking those classes out is a gigantic mistake, especially for my kind of mind, the visual thinker. And what worries me right now is we don't have young people coming up to do these jobs. And you're talking about complicated stuff in big factories that people on the spectrum, they're my age, are building. Mm -hmm. All industries, not just the livestock industry. And we don't have uh, people coming in to replace They're them. They're not coming in to replace them. They're retiring out. And I may have to go back out. I may have be Labor Day weekend, be back out on the plant floor again because they need my help. And it made me kind of upset to think that we're not, well, I'll be, be 75. I'm way past retirement age. I'm not going to be lifting anything up, but I can visualize how to, how to fix the equipment. Mm -hmm. I was half asleep on a plane, and I'm going, the light bulb went off. I saw it. But I want to see these kids that are different get out and be successful. So should our kids pursue, should we? What I'm saying, what we need to be doing, let's look at career advancement. It starts with exposure. Mm -hmm. How can you find out you either love metalworking or hate it if you don't try try it? Or maybe you like photography, and you don't really try it. i you also have to learn how to do things on assignment. If you're a professional photographer, you've got to take pictures that other people are going to want. Not just what you want to take no, pictures it of. It has to be pictures they want. Mm-hmm. And when I was in high school, I had a little sign painting business. Really? And my very first job was a sign for a hair salon. And I had to make a sign that she would want. And I'm realizing now what an important skill that is. But where we're falling down is the transition to the world of work. We're doing a good job with our little ones and a really bad job on the world of work. So and people, they hit 18 and then everything I wanna, sort of drops off. Well, I want to get rid of jumping off a cliff at 18 or age 22, whatever it is. Whatever the age is, yeah. I want to start the working skills at around age 11, volunteer mm-hmm. jobs outside the family, or maybe to get paid a little bit for walking that dog. Yeah. And they got to give it a quality 15-minute walk. And somebody else's dog. So there's accountability. Yeah. It's not, a, it's the, or it's church volunteer job. You put your good clothes on. You're going to pass out programs and shake hands with everybody. Mm-hmm. You have to do it every week. Even if, they're, even if they're uncomfortable. Well, I'm not going to throw them into sensory overload. Okay. I'm not going to put them in a chaotic store at Christmas time. No, we're going to, we're not, but now let's look at, some churches have really loud music. Let the kid control the soundboard. You know what? He'll crank it up. Because he's controlling it. He's controlling it. See, this is some of the key. So it's not happening to him. He's, he's, controlling. he's controlling it. That's but on the other hand, because of my processing problems, um, chit-chat talk, really social talk in a restaurant, I can't even follow it. That's where I do have a limitation. Now, that doesn't affect... Um, 
design work because you don't use a, a, a working memory for that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't affect someone doing programming. I tried programming. I couldn't do it. But what I'm seeing, kids aren't getting exposed to enough different options to find out what they might be good at in some cases. All right. That makes sense. They're playing video games. They're, uh, they're not getting that hands-on. Well, the other thing is, like, Elon Musk messed around with video games, but he wanted to open the video game arcade mm -hmm. uh, and, and uh, play them there. Oh, the other thing is, is that the old video games would break all the time, and you get what's called the blue screen of death. Yeah. It comes up with all this code. Yep. That doesn't happen anymore. I call that computers showing their guts. <laughs> and then that's something where, where uh, the kid would get interested in all that code. Now yeah. it just freezes and doesn't work. Now it just freezes and dies. They're not, they're not, uh, what I'm seeing with the video games is I'm not seeing going into great careers. Mm -hmm. Also, with the programming, there's all kinds of great jobs. And I've been doing talks with um, tech companies, IBM, S&P, Amazon, uh, Dell Computer, where they're actively reaching out to the autistic community because they've got skills mm -hmm. that they need. need. They need. Because you have all this infrastructure just to keep the cloud working, to keep all the shopping stuff working. It's huge infrastructure that they need people to run that. Uh, thank you very, very much. I really appreciate the conversation. Thank you for helping me pick out the perfect books. Okay. I really appreciate that. Well, I'd, in the Autistic Brain book, I talk about the uh, different jobs for the different kinds of minds. Okay. That'll fit in good at the episode, too. Because I'm concerned that, see, some of the most stressful stuff I ever did, but also some of the most fun stuff I ever did was figuring out how to build stuff. Okay. And I think the people that, that I worked with, I'm, I don't think they'd be very happy if they didn't have their careers. See, having, see, for me, my main sense of identity, I'm a university professor, do mm -hmm. research. I design equipment. Yeah. You see, that I am what I do. And that's one of the reasons why I think it's so important to have an interesting career. Cool. Very cool. And also, a career where I've worked on improving the cattle industry, improving how they treat cattle. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. It is. It's very important. doing something useful. Gives you a sense of purpose. Yeah, I think the sense of purpose is really, really important. Very cool. But that's really important. That whole sense of purpose is really, really important. Okay. I'll remember that. Thank you. Okay. It was really nice to meet you. Well, it's good to meet you. Before I close things out today, I want to just take a couple of minutes and, and say a few things. One, I want to say thank you to... Dr. Temple Grandin for taking the time to sit down with me and having these conversations. Uh, we actually had a couple of conversations. Only only this main one was recorded. Um, it, it was such an amazing experience. You were so generous with your time and so easy to talk to. I appreciate all of your insights and your willingness to help me better understand my kids. You know, um, thank you for that. Uh, on, on a kind of Kind of a funny side note, I guess. I, I was at Temple's, uh, the table that they had set up there, her bookstore. And I don't know, there's like 30 books there. And I was trying to pick out a book and I was having kind of a hard time deciding which one to go with. 
And Tempo walked up to me and she asked me what I was looking for. And I kind of told her a little bit about what I was looking for. And she picked out two books that I had to have and she signed them and she told me they were the perfect ones. And it was so cool, right? Like, thank you, Temple, for that. Uh, and thank you for being you and sharing your knowledge and everything that you do. So thank you so much. Uh, I also want to thank everyone who helped to uh, watch my kids while I was gone. It's a big deal. So thank you. I really appreciate all of you. Thank you to my kids, especially for being patient with me and, uh, and behaving while I was gone. <laughs> thank you, guys. I love you so much. I want to say thank you to a couple people from the conference. Uh, Kate Swenson, thank you for your help while we were down there. Kate Swenson is uh, Cooper's mom uh, from Finding Cooper's Voice. She was down there to promote her new book, Forever Boy, as well as do a lot of the same stuff that I was doing. And uh, we kind of teamed up on a bunch of things. Uh, if you haven't checked out Forever Boy yet, check it out. It's a fantastic book. I listened to it uh, on my nine-hour car ride back. Amazing book. I cannot recommend it enough, so I'll put a link in the show notes below so you guys can check that out. I want to thank Rain and Matt and Wendy for uh, helping to set up all the stuff that I needed to do while I was down there and for inviting me down there in the first place. They were the marketing team or part of the marketing team that uh, made all the arrangements and helped set up the interviews and got me anything that I needed while I was down there. They provided a lot of support. I really appreciate it. Can't wait to see you guys again next year. And uh, I want to thank Scott uh, from Springbrook. We had a really amazing conversation at dinner. Such a cool guy. Thank you for everything. Um, hope to see you again. And uh, thank you to my sponsors. I really appreciate you guys. Make sure you check them out. They'll be in the show notes below. As always, you can find me at theautismdad.com. All of my social links are at the top of the page. You can subscribe to and listen to this podcast and any one of your favorite podcasts listening apps. Just hit that subscribe button. I really appreciate it. And then maybe rate it if you don't mind. That'd be super cool. And recommend me to your friends, right? Like there's a lot of people who can learn uh, important things from these episodes. So I appreciate if you could spread the word. Thank you. So you guys have a great week and I will talk to you soon. All right. See you. Bye.